Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday 19th of August 2023. This is Rod and your other readers are Jenny, Tom and Jane. The editor this week is Kevin. Our technician this week is Andrew. This week is Team 2. We also have two new potential readers with us tonight, Irvachi and Joe. They are seeing what we do on a Thursday night and may take part later in the recording. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhampstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. We are adding a new competition item tonight. One of the news items in tonight's show is made up. If you think you know which one it is, either email DTN editors at dtnhemmel.org.uk or leave a message on telephone number 01442 with your name and contact number. If there are more than one connect, correct entries, we will put all correct answers in a drawer to decide a winner. The winner will receive a box of chocolates, so listen carefully and see if you can identify the rogue article. If you would like to give us any feedback or you have a new story or know of an event taking place soon that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to dtneditors at dtnhemmel.org.uk or leave a message on our telephone 01442-927-123. Or, if you have any other queries or want to contact us, please call 01442-927-122 or email secretary at dtnhemmel.org.uk. This week's headline is Dangerous Predator Jailed alcohol theft from Sainsbury's. These and other stories follow. Hello, this is Jenny. Dangerous predator jailed for child sex offences after targeting girls aged 9 and 14 in Hemel. A 31-year-old man from Edgware has been jailed for more than 13 years and 8 months after pleading guilty to sexual offences relating to two children in Hemel Hempstead. Michael Hargrave from Rock Crescent was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Constabulary after a 14-year-old girl from Hemel Hempstead reported engaging in sexual activity with a man she had met online. Although Hargrave had used an online alias, further investigations revealed his true identity and he was arrested at an address in Kings Langley on the 11th of May 2023. Further investigation by detectives from the Child Online Safeguarding Team, COST, while he was in custody, also revealed another nine-year-old victim in Hemel Hempstead whom officers were able to safeguard. Hargrave had also been chatting to her via Snapchat using his online alias. Hargrave was subsequently charged with two counts of sexual communication with the child, three counts of sexual activity with a child, two counts of causing a child to watch a sexual act, 
one count of causing or inciting a child to engage in, a sex, in sexual activity, three counts of a breach of sexual harm prevention order, and one count of failure to comply with notification requirements. Hello, this is Tom. Alcohol stolen from a Sainsbury's store. A CCTV appeal has been launched after up to £1,000 worth of goods were stolen from a supermarket in Hemel Hempstead. Hertfordshire Constabulary estimates that alcohol up to the value of £1,000 were taken from Sainsbury's supermarket on Shenley Road on Monday, 17th of July. The police force has confirmed the theft took place between 8am and 8.11am. Once the bottles were stolen from the store, offenders stacked them into a Ford Focus which had no registration plates. On Wednesday, August the 9th, in connection to last month's theft, Hertfordshire Constabulary released an image of two people it would like to speak to. Pol police believe the people pictured may have information that could assist with their investigation. Information can be reported to the police online at www.hearts.police.uk slash report or by calling the non-emergency number 101, quoting crime reference 41 slash 57457 slash 23. Residents can stay 100% anonymous by contacting the independent charity Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 or its untraceable online form via crimestoppers-uk.org. Residents can receive police alerts and messages directly via the OWL Crime Alerts app. Hello, this is Jane. Officers resigning from Hearts Police reaches record high. A record number of police officers voluntarily resigned from Hertfordshire Constabulary last year, new figures show. Home office figures show 98 full-time police officers voluntarily left Hertfordshire Constabulary in the year to March. It is up from 83 the year before and the highest number since records began in 2006 and including officers who retired or were fired, a total of 152 left the force last year. It meant Hertfordshire Constabulary had a leavers rate of just under 7%, excluding transfers to other forces. Across England and Wales, a record high of 4,575 full-time officers voluntarily resigned from policing last year. It was a 33% increase on figures in 2021-22. Overall, the leavers rate also reached its highest at a 6.6%. Steve Hartshorn, Police Federation of England and Wales National Chair said, Our members are doing their utmost to protect the public, but demand is continuing to outstrip resources. It is paramount that the service not only recruits, but retains, which will only be possible if pay and conditions are improved to give members of the public the service they deserve. 
the focus going forward needs to be on pay restoration. While the turnover rate was at its highest, it was met with by a joiner's rate of 11%. It meant that the headcount for all forces increased from 140,200 officers in March 2022 to 147,400 in March of this year. Mr Hartshorn added, it is only a slight increase from 2010's headcount of 143,700, while the UK population has grown rapidly and the nature of crime continues to increase in complexity. The Hertfordshire Force grew from 2,239 officers in 2022 to 2,390 in 2023. A Home Office spokeswoman said, We have delivered a record number of police officers across England and Wales. We made it very clear to police forces that this large investment means we expect officer numbers to be maintained and they should have robust plans in place to ensure this. Policing is a career like no other and our latest survey of new recruits showed 82% of respondents were satisfied with the job and 77% planned to stay in policing for the rest of their careers. Passengers to lose hundreds of hours of staff time at stations including Hemel, Tring and Berkhamsted. Hertfordshire passengers stand to lose hundreds of hours of staff time at their stations. With hours to go until a consultation on ticket office closures ends, council leaders have condemned plans to shut kiosks and reduce staffed hours throughout the county. Under plans detailed by London Northwest Railway, Tring, Berkhampstead, Hemel Hempstead, Apsley and Kings Langley will be staffed by mobile teams on a flexible basis. Closure will cause significant issues for vulnerable residents, including those with a disability and the elderly. New machine unveiled using tyres to fill roads. Hertfordshire County Council has revealed the new machinery that it's using to improve roads throughout the county. The council is using a new type of asphalt product made from recycled tyres to repair potholes. It is claimed by the local authority that the new machinery allows it to improve local roads in a quicker and cleaner way. Roadmender asphalt contains material from tyres that would otherwise have been incinerated and allows road repair queues to repair potholes four times faster with less dust and noise, the local authority states. Because the process used with this new material does not require drilling or cutting of the existing road surface, highway teams will be able to repair potholes using 80% less material as well as consuming 80% less energy, with fewer vehicles travelling to and from sites, according to council findings. Money for the project has come from a government grant of £3.9 million. Hertfordshire County Council estimates that 20,000 additional pothole repairs will be covered by the pothole fund money. Council data shows over... 2,500 potholes have been filled at 679 locations since the money was received. 
Councillor Phil Bibby said, we know that the condition of our roads really matters to our residents, and it matters to us too. Our roads are in better condition than the national average, but we absolutely know that there's more that needs to be done. This quicker, cleaner and greener method of repairing potholes will help us do more to keep Hertfordshire's roads in good condition, as well as moving us closer to our goal of making our operations carbon neutral by 2030. Residents are encouraged to report potholes and road issues on the local authority's website via www.hertfordshire.gov.uk forward slash services forward slash highways hyphen roads hyphen and hyphen pavements. Also, the council has announced that it will be trialling a new JCB pothole pro machine. Using the new road mend is part of the wider council strategy to make its operations carbon neutral by 2030. Latest data shows that there was a 32% increase in the number of potholes reported across the county. The local authority has linked the issues to the extended winter. Response times hit 10 year high. The time it took firefighters to get to emergency incidents in Hertfordshire hit a 10 year high last year, new figures show. Across the country, the average response time in the year ending to March was 9 minutes and 13 seconds, the longest seen since comparable statistics became available. The Fire Brigades Union, the FBU, criticised the government for not investing enough in the services as every second counts in a fire. In the areas covered by the Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service, people had to wait for an average of nine minutes and two seconds for firefighters to arrive. This includes reporting the incident, the crew's preparation and their journey time. The time was up on eight minutes and 18 seconds the year before. It ranked 10th out of the 44 fire services in England for response times. The average time it took the service to handle calls was 1 minute and 33 seconds. The fire service attended 1,164 primary fires, those with a threat to life or property, in the year to March. This was 94 more than the year before. Across England, the number of primary fires saw a 5% rise compared to the year before, due to the warm, dry weather last summer. The National Fire Chiefs Council said response times have been gradually increasing as the range of incident type has grown and resources have been targeted at higher risks such as fires in the home. Ben Selby, FBU Assistant General Secretary, said response times are deteriorating due to fewer fire stations, fire engines and firefighters. He added, years of brutal government cuts to the fire service are having a clear detrimental impact on public safety. Every second counts in a fire. It is about time that the government stopped counting pennies and invested in our fire service to protect people. A Home Office spokesperson said, the government is committed to ensuring fire services have the resources they need to keep us safe. 
and overall fire and rescue authorities will receive around 2.6 billion in 2023-24. Decisions on how their resources are best deployed to meet their core functions are a matter for each fire and rescue authority. New Hemel Hempstead Business Park planned next to M1 metres from closed Amazon warehouse. <clears throat> Developers have unveiled their designs for a new M1 business park. Decorum Borough Council is reviewing plans for the new offices and warehousing just metres from Hemel Hempstead closed Amazon warehouse. The authority has already granted outline planning permission for the park, which will sit next to the M1 Junction 8 roundabout on the corner of Green Lane and the A414 Breakspear Way. But detailed plans have since emerged, with developers promising to meet the differing needs of various potential occupiers and wider development demands in the local area. Prologus UK, the applicant and its planning team, have said they would like to build five industrial units comprising 26,076 square metres of high-quality modern employment floor space with 342 car parking spaces. A planning statement reads, The site measures approximately 6.89 hectares in size and comprises a large L-shaped parcel of land consisting of open green space. The site sits within the identified Maylands Gateway Master Plan area. Decorum Borough Council adopted the Maylands Master Plan in 2007. Maylands Gateway will be a first-rate business park with some technology sector focus containing a series of high-quality, sustainable buildings set within a green landscape focused around a central lake, the authority wrote. Luton Airport's expansion. Everything you need to know about a plan that could impact Hertfordshire. By the mid-2040s, 32 million passengers, passengers could soar over beds, hearts and bucks each year as they take off or land at Luton Airport. Luton Rising, which owns the EasyJet and Whiz Air hub, wants to expand a move which it says will help make the best use of the existing runway and add £1.5 billion to the economy. The airport's current capacity is a maximum 18 million passengers per annum. To fill this cap, the airport needs consent to carry out a range of works with plans for a new second terminal and new taxiways to reach the runway. Throughout the first half of this year, councils and neighbours have shared their views on proposed work with the Westminster Government's Planning Inspectorate. A meeting to discuss these views was held at Luton Venue 360 on Thursday, August the 10th. Luton Rising, the trading name of London Luton Airport, is wholly owned by Luton Council. The firm argues its airport is strategically placed to make an economic impact, which will be felt nationally. At the heart of the golden triangle between London, Cambridge and Oxford, 
and just 28 miles from Trafalgar Square. Who decides whether Luton Airport expands? Luton Rising's plans straddled the Luton, North Hertfordshire and Central Bedfordshire boundaries. Council teams in Luton, Letchworth and Dunstable have the power to grant or refuse most planning applications in their areas. But some airport development falls into a category known as nationally significant infrastructure. Examples of nationally important infrastructure includes the M1 Junction 10A flyover near Luton, which received consent in October 2013, the A303 Stonehenge Tunnel, which received consent last month, and a plan to bring Gatwick Airport's emergency runway into routine use. In Luton Airport's case, the planning inspectorate will go through the evidence and must decide whether plans meet national policies, are sustainable, mitigating climate change and achieving good design, and whether their benefits outweigh adverse impacts. A panel of inspectors led by Joe Dowling will then make a recommendation to the Secretary of State, urging them to either grant or refuse consent. Only the Secretary of State, at the moment Michael Gove MP, will make the final ruling, unless the legal challenge comes forward after he makes his decision. Young people receiving exam results can be supported through Hertfordshire County Council services this summer. Young people in Hertfordshire receiving their A-level and GCSE results this summer can rely on the assistance of Hertfordshire County Council's Services for Young People, SFYP, as they navigate their next steps. SFYP offers up-to-date information and impartial advice to help young individuals make important decisions, regardless of their exam outcomes. The period following the release of exam results can be both exciting and daunting for young people. Whether the results exceed expectations or fall short, or if they simply wish to reconsider their plans, the County Council Services for Young People is available to help explore various options during this critical juncture. SFYP provides personalised one-to-one guidance in schools and at their dedicated youth centres across Hertfordshire. To seek assistance, young people can either contact their local SFYP team to schedule an appointment or visit the centres during opening hours. Additionally, phone and video call appointments are also available for convenience. Detailed information about locations and opening hours can be found on the Information, Advice and Support page on the SFYP website. In addition to guidance, young people can register for job alerts related to their areas of interest in jobs, apprenticeships or traineeships. Contact details for local SFYP teams call 01442 454060 or text to 07860 065195. 
Waste checks. The Coran Borough Council's environmental enforcement team visited businesses along the Marlows in Hemel to ensure they had trade waste agreements in place and were storing and disposing of their waste legally. Of the businesses checked, two were no longer operating, ten were fully compliant and eight could not produce the correct documentation to prove their duty of care compliance. The eight businesses were given 14 days to supply the council with the requested documentation. If you run a business, you must ensure that the waste produced or handled is stored, transported and disposed of safely by a licensed waste carrier. If a business puts commercial waste on the street in unidentifiable containers or puts out more waste than it pays to have collected, it could be fined or be prosecuted for fly tipping. Labour's parliamentary candidate for Hemel Hempstead selected and announced. David Taylor on Sunday the 13th of August was selected to stand as Labour's parliamentary candidate for Hemel Hempstead. David represented Hemel Hempstead in youth parliament back in 2001 and is now excited to have the opportunity to do so in Westminster in 2024. David stood as a candidate in Adifield East in the uh, local elections this year and came within 34 votes of unseating the former Conservative leader of Decorum Council, showing the clear progress Labour are making in the area. All of David's family are from Hemel, with both sets of his grandparents moving there after the war. He is a former advisor to Gordon Brown and has spent his life helping others. He currently works for a charity helping people in some of the poorest parts of the world to earn a fair wage. Speaking after his selection, David Taylor said, I'm absolutely delighted to have been selected as Labour's parliamentary candidate for Hemel Hempstead. All of my family is from Hemel and I want to do everything I can to help people here struggling with the Tory cost of living crisis. As your MP, that would be my first priority. Obituaries and family announcements. Mary Arundel died on 3rd of August 2023, aged 93 years. She will be greatly missed by all family and friends. The funeral is on Friday, 25th of August at 11.45am at Chilton's Crematorium, Hampton Chapel. Enquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalf on 01442-864548. William Mayo, fondly known as Bill or Billy, died on 16th of July 2023, aged 78 years. He will be greatly missed by his wife Helen, along with all the family and their friends. There will be a memorial service at St Mary's North Church, HP4, 3QW, on Sunday 3rd of September at 3pm, to which all are welcome, followed by refreshments in the parish hall. 
Enquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalf on 01442 864548. May they both rest in peace. What's on? Exhibition. Creative Talents, Open Door, High Street, Berkhamsted, until August the 26th. The community and art space is inviting people in to experience the wealth of creative talent among its artists, tutors, volunteers, hirers and pupils. Visit opendoorberkhamsted.co.uk for details. Theatre, <clears throat> 42nd Street, Milton Keynes Theatre, August the 28th to September the 2nd. The all-singing, all-dancing Broadway classic comes to Milton Keynes with an array of toe-tapping songs and a cast featuring Samantha Womack, Faye Tozer, Michael Prade and Les Dennis. Visit atgtickets.com forward slash Milton Keynes to book. The Railway Children, Roman Theatre St Albans, is on until August the 20th. The happy lives of siblings, Phyllis, Peter and Bobby, are suddenly thrown into disarray when their father is taken away and they are forced to move from their home in London to a cottage in rural Yorkshire with their mother. The children make friends with the genial railway porter, Mr Perks, and embark on a magical journey of discovery, friendship and adventure. But the mystery of father's disappearance occupies much of their thoughts and they wonder if he is ever coming back. They soon discover that their new friend and his wife, Mrs Perks, might be able to help them unlock the mystery. The much-loved story is presented by a theatre company, OVO. Visit ovo.org.uk to book or for more information. Family. Summer Saturdays, Whipsnade Zoo, August 19. Wallabies backlit by a setting sun, rhinos enjoying twilight snacks, and aardvarks scampering outside at dusk are some of the sights visitors will be able to experience on Saturday evening. Animal lovers will be able to see the zoo and its 11,000 animals in a whole new light as part of its summer Saturday series, with late opening hours until 9pm. Chief Operating Officer Owen Craft said, Visitors will be able to spend an evening exploring our 600 acres as the sun goes down, while learning about species at our conservation zoo that are more active as the sun starts to set. Visit whipsnadezoo.org for details. Music. An evening with the big, big train, Court Theatre Tring, August 24th. The multinational progressive rock legends play a warm-up show as they begin their 2023 European and UK tour. Big, big train will be playing a special extended length show with no support band. Visit courttheatre.co.uk to book. And finally in music, 
celebrating Soul and Motown. Get ready to step back in time and groove to the sounds of Motown and 80s soul with the electrifying show Mr Cornelius and Soul Train. The show promises an unforgettable night of entertainment. Mr Cornelius and Soul Train will be performed in Berkhamsted on September the 16th. This captivating production pays tribute to the legendary Don Cornelius and his iconic TV show Soul Train, bringing the magic of that era to life on stage. In association with Mighty Live Productions, featuring a live band, incredible singers and talented dancers, Mr Cornelius and Soul Train promises an unforgettable night of soulful entertainment. From the moment the music starts, audiences will be transported to the golden era of soul music, singing and dancing along to timeless hits like Ain't No Mountain High Enough, My Girl, I Feel For You, and Dancing In The Street. But this show is more than just music. It is a celebration of an era that changed the music industry forever. Audiences will feel the passion and excitement as the performers bring the spirit of Don Cornelius and the Soul Train dancers to life, creating an immersive experience that captures the essence of the original show. We wanted to pay homage to the incredible legacy of Don Cornelius and the impact he had on the music industry, said Nazarene Mighty. With Mr Cornelius and Soul Train, we aim to transport audiences back in time and give them a taste of the magic that made Soul Train such an iconic show. Mr Cornelius and Soul Train is set to take place on September 16th from 7.45pm at the Centenary Theatre, Berkhamsted. Tickets are now on sale and VIP tickets are available. Films at the cinema this week. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Barbie, 2023. Eccentric and... Individualistic. Barbie is exiled from Barbie Land because of her imperfections. When her home world is in peril, Barbie returns with the knowledge that what makes her different also makes her stronger. Oppenheimer. Written and directed by Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer is an IMAX shot epic thriller that thrusts audiences into the pulse-pounding paradox of the enigmatic man who must risk destroying the world in order to save it. The film stars Cillian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer and Emily Blunt as his wife. Biologist and botanist Catherine Kitty Oppenheimer. Oscar winner Matt Damon portrays General Leslie Groves Jr., director of the Manhattan Project. And Robert Downey Jr. plays Louis Strauss, a founding commissioner of the US Atomic Energy Commission. The film is based on the Pulitzer Prize winning book, American Prometheus. The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer by Kai Bird 
and the late Martin J. Schuin. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. In Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, and his IMF team embark on their most dangerous mission yet, to track down the terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity before it falls into the wrong hands. With control of the future and the fate of the world at stake, and dark forces from Ethan's past closing in, a deadly race around the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than his mission, not even the lives of those he cares about most. Fewer accessible taxis locally than before pandemic. There are fewer wheelchair accessible taxis and private hire vehicles available in decorum than before the pandemic, figures show. Department for Transport, DFT, figures show decorum had 294 licensed vehicles as of April, but only 21 could be used by people with mobility difficulties. That is a decline from March 2020, when there were 29. Traditional taxis can be hailed from the street and do not need to be pre-booked like private hire vehicles, such as those used by companies like Uber. Most local authorities require all or part of their taxi fleet to be wheelchair accessible, but only 5% of them have made it compulsory for private hire vehicles. Decorum has a policy only for taxis. There were 176 taxis in Decorum, 19 of which were wheelchair accessible, while out of 118 minicabs, two can offer a ride to a wheelchair user. Experts suggest the decrease is due to a lack of training and certification for the safe handling and transport of wheelchairs. James Farrar, General Secretary of the App Drivers and Couriers Union, said... Big operator firms such as Uber and Addison Lee have not set minimum availability requirements for their fleets, have not committed to minimum service standards and have not provided adequate pay or financial support for drivers to afford the premium cost of these vehicles. Likewise, licensing authorities have generally not insisted on such standards as a condition of operator licensing. David Laurie, director of the National Private Hire and Taxi Association, said wheelchair-accessible vehicles are often too expensive for drivers to buy, with accessible electric vehicles costing around £70,000. Despite this, more local authorities started requiring disability awareness training for taxi and private hire vehicle drivers in 2023. However, Decorum does not require any drivers to have it. A Department for Transport spokesman said, while it's down to local authorities to manage wheelchair accessible vehicles in their fleet, the government is backing passengers with disability awareness training for drivers and bolstered laws, including fines, for those who fail to provide reasonable assistance. Hemel Charity set for day-long row relay to safeguard rehab services. 
Clients and trainers at the Hemel Hempstead based NeuroConnects Spinal Cord Injury Rehabilitation Centre are gearing up for a day long indoor rowing relay on Wednesday, September the 6th, 2023. Their joint effort is in a bid to raise funds to safeguard its step-up scheme for children and adults who have recently suffered a spinal injury. Neurokinex step-up scheme provides a life-changing set of six free rehab sessions to anyone with a new spinal cord injury. An absolute lifeline which enables people to access the world-class NeuroConnects facilities and expertise. The scheme costs the NeuroConnects Charitable Trust £420 per person to fulfil and relies totally on funding for its survival. In a bid to keep the step-up scheme running for another year, NeuroConnects needs its team to raise £25,000 by being sponsored to take part in the Step Up Challenge. The non-stop row relay will run from 9am until 7pm at NeuroKinex, Hemel Hempstead, North Wing, Focus 31, Mark Road, Hemel Hempstead, Hertfordshire, postcode HP27BW. The idea is that clients family members, friends and trainers will all take a turn in the seat to keep the rowing going. A fully adapted Concept 2 rower will enable clients with a range of disabilities to play their part. Clients are training now to get ready for the day's challenge. One client, Sarah Wilson, is attempting to row 5,000 metres in a supported standing position which will really test her endurance and strength. Hello and good evening. This is Urvashi, your new reader. Cat turned up after 10 years. Mary Hunt, whose cat went missing over five years ago, was delighted when her beloved cat Misty turned up safe and well as though she hadn't been away. Misty looked healthy and well, so presumably had been looked after somewhere locally. Mary's hoping her wayward cat, Misty, doesn't leave home again. Joe, another new reader tonight. Pets need a home. This lovely lad is Mac. He's approximately five, five years of age. He is a very friendly, laid-back lad who loves being in people's company. He will have a bit of a play but does like the quieter side of life. Relaxing, getting all the love and cuddles you wish to give. He is the meaning of love bug. He isn't a lap cat as such, but will curl up as close to you as he can get. He just wants to be with people and to know he is loved. He is a true gentleman in attitude and character. He is an indoor cat only. He would be happier with older children as the only pet where someone may be around for him in the day. For more details, contact the Hemel Hempstead and Berkhamsted branch of Cat Protection via www.cats.org.uk 
forward slash decorum on 0345 371 1851. A project to help raise the profile of young carers in Hertfordshire has been shortlisted for a prestigious award. The Hertfordshire Community NHS Trust, HCT, project, which aims to identify and direct young carers in the region to support services, was shortlisted in the Nursing Times Award in the category of Public Health Nursing. The project aimed to improve the ways in which young carers are, are identified which is often the main barrier to young carers accessing support. According to the HCT, young carers find it difficult to make themselves known to the profession, such as school nurses who can help find them emotional and physical support. Evidence suggests, on average, young carers have poorer mental health and physical health than their non-caregiving non peers. HCT School Nursing ran workshops in three secondary schools in different areas with a diverse demographic and age range. Around 20 young carers helped to produce a young carer's journal, which can be personalised and help young people speak up about being a carer. An animation video was also created to show in schools talking about the challenges that young carers face. HCT School Nurse Practice Teacher Andrea Spratling said the project had helped to raise the profile of young carers in Hertfordshire and to help them come forward to be signposted for support. She added, at the start of our project there were only 22 young carers identified in primary care in Hertfordshire and the young carers team in Hearts already has a long list of children waiting to be assessed. The idea of the booklet is that it can give these young carers some support whilst they are waiting for this to happen. A young carer shared why it was important for them to be officially identified. During lockdown, I didn't go out for two years as I didn't want to give COVID to the person that I care for. I also found it hard to understand why I couldn't be vaccinated straight away as a young carer when I was 15. The winners of the Nursing Times Award will be announced in October. Visit the project website for more information on www.hct.nhs.uk forward slash young dash carers. And now to sport. Football. Hemel Hempstead Town made it a perfect start to the season with their second straight win on Saturday. The 1-0 success at Welling United made it two wins from two as they prepared to, to then go to Farnborough Town on Tuesday night, the 15th, in the pursuit of number three. But they had to work hard for it. A good start saw Kyle Ajay go close early on, then Reese Grant, was put in on goal, but chipped just wide of the post. Welling responded with Alex McAllister shooting just wide, and Craig King had to, to deny TJ Bramble from a corner, before Hemel then found themselves reduced to 10 men when the unlucky Alfie Matthews received a second yellow card 
for what looked like nothing more than a clumsy challenge on the halfway line. Hemel regrouped in the second period and Welling just couldn't find a way to break them down despite periods of good possession. Jules Williams ran through and shot just past the post. Then Welling themselves had a man sent off as Bramble got a straight red for a late tackle on Joe Ree inside the visitors' penalty area. Shortly after, the referee then added more fuel to the fire when he awarded the visitors a spot kick on the 79th minute. Tyrese Briscoe did well to control a ball down the left and with the defender shadowing him closely, he turned him superbly before tumbling to the ground. The official, who was very close to the incident, pointed to the spot, much to the displeasure of the Welling players and management. Skipper Williams stepped up to blast the ball straight down the middle to give the Tudors the lead. Hemel survived a couple of scares in the time added on. First King had to tip a powerful drive over the bar and then sub Amadou Kassarat wasted the chance of the game for Welling after he found himself in acres of space as the Tudors pushed down. There was no flag and he headed the ball past King but also past the far post when it looked easier to score. Following Tuesday's game with Farnborough, Hemel are back in action when they host Weymouth on Saturday. Promoted Burko win opening encounter. Buckhamstead marked their rise to step three of the pyramid with an impressive with an impressive two-one win at home to last season's playoff semi-finalist Newton Borough. Goals early in each half proved crucial as Steve Heath oversaw a win in his first competitive game in charge. The opener came 11 minutes in when an idiot Tony Penrith header from inside the box dipped just under the bar. It was then 2-0 moment into the second half when Max Bustamnit drove the ball home. Newton responded when Matt Stenson headed home from a corner on the R mark. Before they had their keeper Liam Castle sent off with three minutes left and Burko saw the game out. The comrades are on the road this weekend as they head north to Derby to take on Mickleover, who finished sixth last season. Before then, hosting Suffolk side Leeston, who finished third and lost in the playoffs. Usain Bolt leads his squad to Tring for a training camp ahead of the 2023 Soccer Aid exhibition. Celebrities and former international footballers are in Tring ahead of Soccer Aid 2023. Both squads are staying at Champneys in Tring and training on site for the annual exhibition. Ca Captain in the World 11 is eight-time Olympic gold medalist sprinter Usain Bolt, whose squad are hoping to beat an England team captained by European champion Jill Scott. Soccer Aid 2023 
kicks off at Old Trafford on Sunday, 11th of June, at 7.30pm. It's the 13th time the match has been held. Money raised from the event will go towards UNICEF, an international charity supporting children in crisis. Last year, the Jamaican icon was skipper of an international team that beat England 4-1 on penalties after both squads shared four goals in regulation time. A brother and sister from Hemel Hempstead are taking the world of wakeboarding by storm. Both Samuel and Summer Bradbury from Gadebridge represent Team GB at youth level in the water sport. Samuel, 15, achieved the ultimate accomplishment at that level when he became the under-18 world champion. The Laureate Academy student now hopes to join the professional ranks next year as he continues his ascension on the water. Summer, 12, who attends a John F. Kennedy Catholic school, is no slouch either. She recently finished fourth in the under-14 category. Both are set for an exciting summer, travelling across mainland Europe, competing in international competition. Next up for the gifted youngsters is a full-time training camp in Lithuania, where they will get an extended chance to hone their craft and perfect their on-board skills. Both are set to complete their schooling in Hertfordshire and assess their options from there, as wakeboarding remains a part-time sport, so even international athletes do not receive central funding from the government. We've come to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are sunrise at 5.49 and sunset at 2021, giving 14 hours and 32 minutes of daylight. We currently have a waxing crescent moon. Do you think you know which of the news items was made up? If so, and for a chance to win, contact us either by email at dtneditors at dtnhemmel.org.uk or leave a message on telephone number 01442 927123 with your name and contact number. If you would like to give us any feedback or have a news story or know of an event taking place soon that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to dtneditors at dtnhemmel.org.uk or leave a message on our telephone 01442 927123. Until next time, it's goodbye from all of tonight's team.